Hey, I'm Harold McGee, the creative director here at Southern Illinois Worship Center, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out our website at siwcenter.org, where you can view all of our latest content and keep up with what's going on here at SIWC. I hope today's episode inspires you. Enjoy the message. Thank you for joining us today. Um, my name is Edward Anglin, and I am the senior executive pastor here at SIWC. And on behalf of our pastors, Jason and Melissa, I'd like to welcome you to our online broadcast. Today, we're continuing our Reclaim series with a message entitled, Reclaiming the Wells of Favor. And I'm reading from Genesis chapter 26 in the NIV, verses 12 through 16, where the Bible says, that Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth." Then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So in the Bible, Egypt is always a type of appearances and a type of worldliness. And that's where Isaac, the hero of our story today, had decided that he wanted to go. But famine forced him out of Canaan at the time. He wanted to follow the flash and the glitz and the glam, but God told him to stay and plant in the wilderness of Gerar. So in his very first year of planting, after obeying the word of the Lord, Isaac received a hundredfold return on his investment. That means that every seed he planted produced 100 times its potential. And the lesson we see here as we begin our sermon today is that when you obey God, you open yourself up to endless possibilities. When you go where he says to go, when you stay where he says to stay, when you plant where he says to plant, you will reap an immeasurable harvest. So as I said, Egypt is a type of the world. And we see here there that, that only the world can only provide what man produces, which is very limited and it soon decays. But what God provides is eternal and abundant in terms of life, even in a place, a wilderness like Gerar. In Gerar, appearances are deceiving. Sometimes the place that God calls us to looks unfruitful. It appears unproductive. It appears dry and barren, like it could never support life. And that's exactly how Isaac must have felt in Gerar until God started blessing. See, appearances can be deceiving because God knew that everything Isaac needed lay just beneath the surface in Gerar. Gerar means to drag away. It means to contend. It means to fight. That's where God called Isaac to. And so it was that God's favor in Isaac brought a great spiritual fight. Every place he went, every single place that Isaac went was blessed. Every place he went was productive. It was fruitful. There was a great harvest. And in fact, the Bible says that he found water in every place he chose to dig. 
We see here that it wouldn't have mattered where Isaac went or where he turned his shovel so long as he stayed in and around Gerar because that's where God told him to go and that's where God told him to stay. See, the blessing today is in you, not in your location. And when you obey God, when you do what God says to do, when you go where God says to go, when you live as God says to live, you will find a blessed life. You will find an overcoming life because the blessing is in obedience today. Blessing, however, always creates opposition. Look with me at Genesis chapter 26, verses 17 through 18. The Bible says this. So Isaac moved away from there, from where he was finding blessing, from where the water was flowing, from where he had redug a well. He moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father, Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. I have a question for you today. And the question is this, are you a well digger or a dirt thrower? See, well diggers like Isaac constantly have shovels and hands in the ground, dragging away everything in the way of water. They realize that life is in the water and they will do everything they can to get to the water that lies just below the surface. In time, they'll get down and dirty if they have to. They'll scratch and claw because water is life and water is breath and water is spirit. The question is today, are you a well digger or are you a dirt thrower? And that's what I feel in my spirit today is that some of us have been digging for a long time. We've been digging wells for a while now. You and I have been doing that together. And God's favor in us is so explosive today that we have to dig wells to hold, to house everything that he is doing in us and everything that he wants to do in us. See, I've got to drag away all the dross in my life, all the chaos in my life, all the junk in my life, all the sin in my life, if I want to make room for the wells, for the water that God wants to place in my life. If we don't dig wells today, we won't be able to maintain the favor. And we see that the enemy in our text today, he goes crazy when he sees God's favor flowing through Isaac. The enemy goes crazy as well when he sees God's favor flowing through you today. The enemy steals, he kills, he destroys. So he hates it when he sees life flowing through you. The enemy says you're too powerful, just like Abimelech told Isaac. You're too powerful, so get away from us. We can't stand to see you so blessed. We can't stand to see you so happy. And have you ever noticed today how there's never a shortage of people to mourn when you mourn, but it's much harder and the crowd thins when you're very blessed? I've noticed that jealousy kills a ton of friendships. In verse 18, we see that Isaac moved away and reopened the wells of his father Abraham, the wells that his father Abraham had dug decades earlier. And the question is, why were the wells filled in in the first place? Didn't the enemy want the wells? Didn't the enemy need the wells? And the answer to that question today is this. They didn't need the wells because they didn't have the same blessing. They didn't have the same favor of Abraham and Isaac. So they closed in the wells because the blessing didn't extend to them. 
it died with Abraham. And eventually it would have died with Isaac. They weren't blessed and they couldn't stand seeing anyone else blessed. So they became dirt throwers. The question again today is this, are you a well digger or are you a dirt thrower? They stopped up the wells by throwing dirt and trash in them because they didn't need them because they didn't have the same amount of favor. That brings us to the four wells of Genesis chapter 26 that I want to bring to your attention today. In verse 19 of Genesis chapter 26, this is what the word of God says. It says, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. We see in this that Essek means quarrel. And mark my word today that every time you step out in faith, every time you begin to dig well a well uh, from the Lord for your favor, every time you begin to reclaim a well of favor, the enemy will show up and the enemy will dispute your water rights every single time. Every time you step out in a new season of prayer, every time you go on a prolonged fast, every time you decide to start to tithe or to give more or to be more generous, every time you try to be more disciplined in your spiritual life, you'll find that the enemy shows up and he will give you a great quarrel. He doesn't want the well, understand today. He doesn't really want the well. He really doesn't need the well that you have. He doesn't need the water, but he doesn't want you to be blessed. So he stirs up trouble, say, in your marriage. He stirs up trouble in your church. He stirs up trouble at your job. Anytime you start to make forward progress, you'll feel that opposition show up and show out today. When this happens, and again, it will happen, you must keep digging you must keep searching for more of the water of the Spirit of God. You must have a nose for the water. You must understand where it is, and you must have the mindset that you're going to dig it out, you're going to claw it out, you're going to drag it out, no matter what you have to do, and no matter what you have to go through, no matter what anybody says or does that comes against you, you have to make up your mind that you must have the living water that brings everlasting life. You're going to need it, You've got to have it to survive in this world. This world's gone crazy. It's chaotic. And it seems like, just like Justin was saying a few moments ago, it seems like everything has gone a little bit mad right now. Everything is confusing and at polar opposites. But God says, if you'll come to me, I'll give you life and that more abundantly. But you've got to be willing to dig it out to go after it with everything you have. Verse 21 says this, then they dug another well but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. Sitna. Sitna means accusation. And what I found in my own personal life, and I would imagine you've been through uh, similar situations in your own life, what I found is that when the enemy can't wear you out through arguments, through quarreling, he'll do his very best to wear you out through slander and through accusations. And he'll do his very best to render you ineffective um, through slander and through accusations. He is, in fact, the accuser 
of the brethren today, the accuser of Christians today, of Christ's followers today. And what I found in my own life is that when I start to step out in faith and when I start to redig wells or dig new wells out and I begin to name them what God says, name them. And that's important today, to name them what God says, name them, to keep the names of, of, that my father has given them. When I begin to do that, I, I find that the enemy comes against me and he accuses me. He'll bring things up that may or may not be true. He'll bring things up that happened years and decades ago that I did. And so what I, what I found that I have to do is I have to do my very best to try to ignore him or come against him with the word of God. But in essence, he'll throw dirt on not just the well or in the well, but he'll try to throw dirt on me and he'll th- try to throw dirt on you too. He'll try to bury you, as it were, alive. He'll try to stifle you, to suffocate you with accusations. But, but you've got to move on from that today. You've got to move on from both Essek, which is quarreling, and Sitna, which is accusations. You can't stay where that is. You can't live in that place of constant quarreling and accusations. And God is telling somebody right now who is watching, who is tuned in today, God is telling somebody right now that it is time for you to move on. It is time for you to move past people who are only given to quarreling and accusations in your life. In verse 22, our text says this. He moved on from there, the Bible says, and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. That's what water does. Water brings life. When the water flows, when we dig it out, when we allow it to flow, it brings life and we begin to flourish. And that's how we get to a hundredfold increase is by following after the spirit of the Lord. And I can feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me and in me right now, telling me that I need to draw closer to him. I need to get near to him. I I, I need to recognize and realize again today that he is the source of my life. He is the source of my strength and I can't allow quarreling or accusations to get in the way. I've got to stay close to him at all times. I've got to keep digging out that living water today. Rehoboth. Rehoboth is a place where Isaac began to flourish in the land. Now the Lord has given us room. Now the Lord has given us a wide space, a wide berth. There'll there'll not be anybody coming against us in this time. The Lord has given us this this wide space, and now we will flourish. And again, the message today is this, don't stay where there is contention. The Bible says to follow peace and holiness with all men, without which no one shall see the Lord. We follow peace, we chase after peace, and the way we do that is to keep our mind and our heart focused on the living water. We don't stay where there's contention. We go where God leads and blessings will flow. See, life depended upon the wells. Open wells nourish greater blessing. And SIWC today, God is telling us to go deeper. He's telling us to dig deeper, to come into a place of repentance, to come into a place with him where we're just open and honest 
and we dig away all the stuff out of our own heart. We get rid of all the junk out of our own heart so that the water can flow again. It may not be that an enemy, an outside source has filled in your well. It may be that you, over time, over time, just the cares of life have come into you and it feels like your well, the well of living water has been stopped up inside of you. It's been toxified as it were. And so God is now calling us to redig, to empty out, to come close to him again. God is speaking to us today, telling us that we may be facing opposition. We may be facing opposition, but keep dragging away the junk. Keep dragging away the junk. Gerar means drag away. This is the place that God had called Isaac to, a place of dragging away, of removing all the junk out of life. Keep digging in the spirit, keep repenting, keep praying, keep following after God. Blessing is on the way, but you've got to reclaim the wells of favor. It's not enough just to know that there are wells. It's not enough just to know that there's water just below the surface. We have got to make it a concerted effort to cleanse our hearts and our mind, and to do exactly what God has asked us to do. Look with me at verses 23 through 33 of Genesis chapter 26. The Bible says this, from there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid. Oh, I love that, don't you? I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Do not be afraid. I'm with you. I'll bless you. I'll increase you. In all of this, we see that God is with Isaac. Isaac built an altar there, and he called on the name of the Lord. And there he put up a tent, and there his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, Abimelech had come to him from Gerar with Ahuzath, his personal advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his forces. Isaac asked them, why have you come to me since you were hostile to me and sent me away? They answered this, and this is key today. It's key for you to walk away with, a key for you to receive today, and a key for you for it to stick with you today. They answered, we saw clearly the Lord was with you. We saw clearly the Lord was with you. If you want to know why your enemy is opposing you today, it's because your enemy sees clearly that the Lord is with you. And it's not necessarily you that he's opposing. He's opposing the God of all heaven. And he'll never win so long as you stay where God told you to stay and dig where God told you to dig and live and plant where God told you to plant. The enemy is coming after your God, not just you. But you've got to stay united. You've got to stay allied with the God of heaven today. And in time, you'll find that blessing will flow in your life. The enemy said this, we saw clearly that the Lord was with, was with you. So we said, there ought to be a sworn agreement between us, between us and you. Now, isn't that odd? Isn't that remarkable? Before they had said, the blessing in you is too great. The favor in you is too great. So we need you to get out of here. We need you to get away from us. 
We're, we're basically jealous of you. We're jealous of what God is doing in you. And we can't replicate it on our own power. So we need you to get out of our sight because we can't stand to see the favor of God in you. But now they're coming back to Isaac and they're saying, there ought to be a sworn agreement to, uh, between us. We see how powerful you're becoming. We see this hundredfold increase that God is giving you in your harvest and in your flocks and in your herds. We, we see all of this now and we understand it. And we see that God is completely with you. And there's really nothing that we're going to be able to do to stop you from getting bigger, from being more and more blessed. And that is what God is telling you today is that if you'll just keep doing what you know to do, if you'll just stay persistent in your faith today, persistent in dragging away in Gerar, persistent in repentance, persistent in prayer, persistent in fasting. If you'll do that, eventually your enemy will have to cave. And the oath necessarily that was being talked about here wasn't an oath between people. It was an oath between Isaac, Abraham, and God. Look at what verse 32 says. That day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. They said, we've found water. He called it Sheba. And to this day, the name of that town has been Beersheba, Beersheba, which means oath. And we see in this today that there is a threefold promise to all who, we, who will reclaim the wells of favor. Anybody watching today want to reclaim the well of favor in your life? Anyone want the favor of God in your life, the blessing of God to flow in your life? Here's how you reclaim that today. Here's, here's what God says to do. Go where I say go. Do what I say do. Stay where I say stay. Plant where I say plant. And you will reap a harvest. You will reap favor. Just like with Abraham and Isaac, God will be with you. And what can be more beautiful than that? You know, in all the opposition that came against Isaac, I think he survived. I think he excelled, in fact, because he recognized that it didn't matter how big the enemy looked and it didn't matter what the enemy said or the quarreling or the accusations, the thing that was most important was hanging on to Almighty God and his relationship with God, hanging on to his faith, hanging on to his trust in the Lord. Just like with Abraham and Isaac, if you'll do what God says do and go where he says go, stay where he says stay, God will be with you. And I want the presence of God in my life today. I want him to be with me. If nothing else matters, uh, nothing else, pardon me, matters at all, but the presence of God in my life. And sometimes, like I said at the beginning of this message, Gerar can seem like an empty place. It can seem unfruitful and it, it can seem unproductive. But God says, just hold on. Just stay where I've told you to stay. Blessing is just around the corner. You may just have to dig for it just a little bit today. God will be with you today. Secondly, God will bless you. God will bless you. If you'll be obedient to God in this time, if you'll stay away from whomever God is telling you to stay away from, if you'll do what he says to do, he will bless you. He'll be with you. His presence will be there with you, but he will also bless you. He will bless you. And, and we know now what that looks like. It looks like a hundredfold increase. Can you imagine in your life if you obey God at that level and you received a hundredfold increase in every area of your life. I'm just claiming that in Jesus' name for you today. God will bless you, and then finally God will increase you. 
a threefold promise to all who will reclaim the wells of favor. God will be with you, God will bless you, and God will increase you. If you receive that today, I want you to understand today that you're going, if you receive that, if you want to live by that, when you do so, when, we begin, when you begin to dig away all the dross, all of the junk out of your life, I want you to understand today that opposition may show up immediately in your life, but if you'll stay faithful to God, he will redeem you and he will bring you out in every way. So if you receive that today, would you pray with me right now in Jesus' name? Lord, we love you so much and we are so thankful, God. We're so appreciative of your spirit. We're so appreciative of your word, Lord. We know that your word never returns void, that whatever you've promised, God, it will come to pass. We lean on you today. We trust in you today, God. We feel encouraged by your spirit today, Jesus. We know that no weapon formed against us could ever prosper, God, because you are on our side. And we are allying ourselves with you today, God. And more than just being allies with you today, God, we are your friends. We are your friends today, God, as well. And we're going to do exactly what you've asked us to do. And we know, Jesus, that you're going to bless us. You're going to favor us. You're going to increase us. And your presence is going to be with us in all things. So we give you glory for this. We give you praise for this. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you today. Thank you for joining us through our podcast today. God is continuing to do amazing things here at SIWC and throughout our region thanks to the generosity of all of you. So thank you for being a generous people and partnering with us as we transform lives throughout our region and around the world. If you would like to give to our ministry, you can do so at SIWcenter.org. And don't forget, if you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe, share about it on social media, and give us that five-star rating. God bless.